What is the most important part of a live performance? Is it the actual performance from the musician? Or is it everything that goes on behind the scenes? Let's talk about that on this episode of The Musicist. Hello and welcome to The Musicist. My name is Sage, and today we're going to be talking about live concerts and the work that goes into an onstage performance and the work that goes into the behind the scenes or backstage or in the mixing booth, just, just that work. But before we get into all of that, I have a couple updates. One is the video update. If you've been following the podcast the last couple weeks, you may have noticed that there's been a section in there called video update. What's up with the video? Something like that. Um, and if you listen to those, then you realize that I've been having problems with the video and the formatting and quality. I've solved two of those issues <laughs> and I have a solution. Uh, the videos are going to now be coming out Friday. So tomorrow, starting tomorrow, the videos will be coming out every Friday as opposed to the Thursday. It just makes uh, editing it and uh, posting it and making sure that everything is looking right. It just gives me a little bit more time to create better quality videos. As for the actual filming quality, something that I haven't been entirely happy with, there's really no solution that I know of. Again, if you guys have any solutions, please, please, please let me know how to get better videos uh, from my phone. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but that's what it is. So that's the video. The second update um, actually is more of an apology. (laughs) Um, Two weeks ago on the episode 18 music theory and musical necessity. If you tried listening to that, you would have noticed that there was only the intro and there was actually no podcast. Um, yeah, that was an oversight on my part. (laughs) You got an update about the video and then you didn't get a podcast. What's up, Sage? So the episode is now up. You can go listen to all of episode 18. The podcast is now there. Um, I had recorded it. I don't know why it didn't add to the actual podcast, but is now live. So if you want to hear episode 18, Music Theory, A Musical Necessity, you can. Anyway, back to the actual podcast for today, where we're talking about live concerts. Let's talk first about the onstage performances. Now, I have been doing concerts with my church um both when i lived in kansas and now here well i live in i live in el paso texas i do concerts um with my church and so the amount of work that goes into an on-stage performance um is is pretty considerable um there's a lot of work beforehand you don't just go up there you know practice the song an hour before the concert and then hope that everything's going to go well. If you want an entertaining, um, engaging 
well-performed show because it is a show. You have to practice. You have to work on how, uh, how you're going to do it um, prior to. Well, a famous saying for musicians is practice how you're going to play. Um, and so that that's how it goes for on stage. When I was in choir, we would run through these songs for weeks to make sure that we were tight when we went on stage. In the last couple weeks before the concert, we spent working on the song as, uh, as the songs as we were going to perform them in the concert. So we would work on the transition between the songs. We would work on the the uh, engagement between the rest of the members of the choir uh, between the songs who's looking at whom who's counting us off if there's no if there's no accompaniment if there is accompaniment uh, when are they coming in etc etc getting tighter making sure that everybody's listening and so we would do dry run after dry run of the concert weeks prior to the concert now with a band it's very much the same we have here in this church we have band practice weekly um actually later on tonight i have band practice uh i play the drums in a rock band and then i also do my own rap but that's just me and i can practice anywhere and any at any time with all the songs that i wrote and i do I practice not constantly because that would be a little bit narcissistic just me listening to my music all the time but I do practice quite a bit especially when I know I'm going to be performing that week so I spend the entire week practicing especially a couple weeks ago I performed um, at the concert and I spent all of Saturday prior to the concert, prior to my sound check, making sure that I was tight, that I knew my lyrics, that I could perform them, that I could be engaging, that I could move around, that I could jump, that I could be entertaining and not lose the music. And so that, that was a lot of work and it was tiring and I was dead after the concert because of how much work I'd spent doing that day. And, you know, I spent a couple weeks prior to that working on getting everything the music making sure that I knew okay this song is going here this song's going here this song's going here working on the transition between the songs uh, figuring out the logistics of getting the person I was going to be rapping with for one of the songs onto the stage and off the stage um, I was going to do a testimony. I was going to share my testimony prior to one of the songs, making sure I knew what I was going to say for that. Also that everything was as smooth as possible prior to me getting on the stage. So that when I got on the stage, all I had to do was have fun because I'd put in the work prior. Now, that thing right there, having fun, is the only thing that you need to be thinking about when you're on the stage. 
You don't need to be thinking about pitch when you're on the stage. You don't need to be thinking about rhythm when you're on the stage. You don't need to be thinking about, do I do this drum roll or do I do that drum roll? Do I play this lick? Do I know what I'm going to do for the solo? If I have a solo, do I know all my lyrics? No, you need to be worrying about that prior to the concert, prior to the performance. All that stuff needs to be thought of before the performance. When you step on stage for the concert, you don't need to be thinking about, are they going to have feedback? Are they going to have all my effects right? Am I going to remember the pitch? Do I remember remember how this song starts? That should all be thought of already. That should all be done. And when you get on stage, you just need to have fun. Have fun with the songs because that's what people came to see. They came to see you have fun. And with you having fun, then they can have fun. Um, I don't mean to say like toot my own horn too much, but um, after my performance, uh, the actually the guy that I was rapping with on one of the songs told me that he had a lot of fun when he was rapping with me. And I told him, that's awesome because that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to go up there and have fun. I didn't want to worry about everything else, even though he had less than a week to write his verse and practice it and learn it and memorize it and everything. We got up there and we had fun. If he forgot something, we went with it and he just hopped back in and we just had fun. And it was a blast. Every, uh, other people came up to me afterwards and said that that was a really good performance, that they had a lot of fun. Uh, they really liked my performance um, because they had a lot of fun because I was having fun. Having fun translates. If you're having fun, somebody else is more likely to be having fun. So that's that's the on stage. What allows the person on stage to have fun? Simply, the knowledge that they don't have to worry about the sound, that they don't have to worry about whether or not they're going to have feedback from the mic, or that the mic's going to be off, or that they are going to have X, Y, and Z thing that they have to worry about from the sound guys, or from the people behind the stage, or that the light's going to turn on, and whatever. All of that stuff is dealt with by the people behind the stage. They have a lot of work to do that night. Now, I haven't done a lot of work with huge concerts. Um, I did get to meet the uh, behind the scenes people, the mixing engineer, um, and some of the lighting people, lighting technicians uh, at Winter Jam last year. Um, Winter Jam, if you do not know, is a huge Christian concert. They have thousands, tens of thousands of people that pack out arenas all over the country. Um, and they have big mainstream Christian artists that come and perform. And so it's a big, huge venue. And I got the privilege of sitting, uh, sitting with the mixing engineer uh, and, the, and some of the lighting technicians um, this last year at the last Winter Jam up in Wichita, Kansas, 
and I got a chance to see the amount of work that went into just one of the performers. Now, they usually have seven, eight performers, I think, um, that, that perform there. And the amount of work that goes into just one, because they have, each band has technicians specific to them that they work with. It goes, again, it goes to the practicing how you're going to play. So I, I was able to sit back there, uh, right, right around the uh, new song performances when I went back there. And then um, I had to leave right when the Colton Dixon crew was coming in. And the reason they needed me to go is because they had more people there for specific effects. They had, uh, I think there was some parts that they wanted to auto-tune and they had some uh, delays that they wanted to do that they needed people back there to work the faders. Um, and so that is also an art. There's an art to mixing the music live. There's an art to making the performance the best it can be. Now, there's something to say where you just put the mic up, make sure you get a good sound, good level, put your standard effects, EQ, compression, maybe some reverb, maybe some static delay, and you just let the natural performance shine. That only works if the natural performance is the focus. But if you are going for huge stadium, we need everybody jumping up and down, that changes the way you're gonna be mixing. So if you're a mixing engineer, or you're looking into getting into mixing, mixing, or you're looking to start doing concerts live, think about that. What are your goals? What kind of concert are you going for? Are you going for a more indie vibe where it's going to be you on stage with the microphone and a guitar and it's really intimate? Well, you don't want crazy delays and automated auto-tune every once in a while. That's not going to work. Or maybe you're going to do this big pop thing when you have set pieces and you have back backup dancers and you have X, Y, and Z, well then, yeah, now you're going to need a little bit more effort from the mixing engineer and even the lighting engineer. The, I don't do too much with lighting. Um, that is a complete mystery to me. I've looked at those mixers, I've played around with them, and I have no idea what any of them do at all. So that I that is beyond my expertise. I am incapable of talking about that, but I assume it's the same. Actually, I know for a fact it is the same. That's about the only thing I know is that it's the same, that there are more dynamic uh, lighting setups. Like you don't want to have, you know, all these lights flashing and flashing and flashing and really exciting light show for an intimate indie concert where you're just it's just you sitting on a stool with a guitar singing into a mic you don't want that and likewise you don't want just a spotlight or really soft lighting if you're jumping across the stage and you like trying to get everybody hyped you have to have everything work together so if you're having an exciting show 
you need exciting mix mixing you need excited exciting uh lighting you need exciting stage presence you have to be excited and that only comes through practicing beforehand so i guess the takeaway from this this episode of the podcast is practice like you're going to play so don't be all laissez-faire uh and strumming your really really heavy hard rock guitar and you have all the distortion but you're just reclining on your couch practicing you can do that but you have to have sometimes when you are excited and you're just yeah uh, and you're going in otherwise when you get on stage you're gonna be playing and looking like you're reclining on a couch when you're supposed to be excited and everybody else is going to be confused and nobody's going to be there nobody's going to be engaged nobody's going to be really listening because everything else is off likewise with mixing you don't want to just be laissez-faire about it you have to be intentional with your mixing and your lighting and what you do on stage until next time this is sage and this is the musicist Bye, guys.